The thoughts, views, and opinions you hear on this show are just that. Thoughts, views, and opinions from not only myself, but from my guests. So if you don't like them, disagree with them, or whatever the case may be, well, there's a simple solution to all that, and that's just stop listening. But if you care to partake in the conversation, sit back, turn it up, and enjoy the show. Yeah, that. Welcome back to another episode of Yeah That Podcast. Hey, brand new year, brand new you. I hope y'all had a happy new year, a happy, good holiday season. And with the new year, it's all about bettering yourself regardless of what it was. Physically fit, financially fit, stop smoking, stop drinking. It's a new year, it's a new you, so we, we talking about money. Being financially fit this year So I hope y'all tune in Enjoy the episode Turn it up Learn some things Thank y'all for listening First and foremost Make sure y'all Subscribe to the podcast On whatever podcast platform You're listening to this on If you're not already Follow on Instagram And TikTok At Yadat Podcast Make sure you follow my man Mario Hey the Yeah Dad Podcast. Hey. What's that? Let's go. We talking about money today, y'all. Hey. Hey. We gonna teach y'all some things. Make sure y'all pay attention. Write some stuff down. The Yeah Dad Podcast. How you can make it work for you and how you need to stop doing what you're doing. How you need to pay attention to what you're indulging in, etc. etc. The Year Dad Podcast. Hey. Listen. Hey. That what? Hey. The Yeda Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Yeah That Podcast, hosted by your truly West Coast Roberto. Well, how y'all doing? Thank y'all for tuning in. Episode 54 of the podcast. And this one, you know, it's a new year, new episode. First episode of the new year. So a lot of people out there are talking about new year, new them. You know, that's the slogan. Unless y'all had a good year last year and it's new year, same you. But regardless, majority, the vast, uh, the vast consensus is new year, new them. So with that being said, a lot of them say, you know, I want to get fit, whether that's physically, financially, whatever the case may be. Well, we're talking financially fit in this episode with our guest today, Mr. Mario Bernache. He's a financial and investment um, uh, advisor, excuse me, advisor. And, you know, we discuss several topics 
um i was really interested in in this episode because i'm really big into finance and learning how to be better and we discussed a lot of things that mario hit on on the on the head you know a lot of financial education isn't taught in schools nowadays we were taught you know freaking math and science and history and stuff like that but we we, we weren't taught life lessons you know what i mean on how to use our money how to invest our money we learned how to count money how to add money etc etc so we talk about a lot of things in this episode in regards to you know how making how to make your money work for you and um you know we we educate and we discuss things like interest rates and mutual funds and so much more so please stay tuned tune in turn it up sit back you know the deal you know what to do and make sure you follow mario on instagram and if you have any questions you can always hit him up but hit him up on instagram at rvp underscore mario underscore financial on instagram and go from there and he'll get right he'll get right back with you i've known mario since i was nine years old so good dude always has been always will be so make sure you turn you you tune in if you have any questions make sure you hit him up because i guarantee he'll point you in the right direction and he'll assist you and it's all about making you better but enjoy the episode episode 54 with my man financial expert mario bernache and we are talking finances and being better with finances etc etc so please enjoy it and uh make sure you do what you gotta do subscribe follow on the socials etc yeah that welcome back to another episode of the yeah that podcast hosted by yours truly west coast roberto and today's episode i'm looking forward to the guest i got today is not only a man of money, smart with his money, but one of the homies who I've known my whole life, we go so back, so far back since we were like nine, I believe. We were we were like that. I used to go to his house all the time. We were like two peas in a pod. And now he's about to come back and bless y'all with some knowledge because it's a new year. A lot of people want new thems, whether that's physically, being physically fit, financially fit, whatever the case may be. We're going to talk about the financially fit aspect of it in today's episode with my special guest, my man, Mario Bernache. Hey, what's going on? West Coast Rob, <laughs> a.k.a. Charles Robinson, my man. How are you? <laughs> what's up, Mario, man? Thanks for taking the time out, bro. I, I really appreciate it. I've been trying to get you on here for a minute, too. No, no. I mean, thank you, because I think, like, once you make it on the Yeah That podcast, you made it, you know? Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. So for everybody out there listening and watching, uh, enlighten them and let them know what it is that you, are you, uh, you're expert in. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Mario Bernache, like you said. And um, basically what, what I started studying and got licensed in is just really understanding the concept of how money works, you know. Um, I think a lot of us are taught to work hard and, and to be smart about making money. But then yeah. we're never really taught about what to do when you when you make that money or how to make your your money work for you, you know. So yeah, um, there, there was a lot of factors that just got me into this industry that I'm like, man, it, it's it's amazing, it's empowering. 
Yeah. And I'm I'm very eager to hear what you got to say because, like, the older I've gotten, like you said, we, we we aren't taught about money. And then coming up, we, we didn't have the, the most money. You know what I mean? And especially in the yeah. neighborhood we grew up in, it wasn't very financially stable. So the older you get, you kind of – we had to learn, like, as we went. So able to being able to teach now – that's that's a big deal for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's that's the same thing I feel. I mean, you know, I grew up in, in low income. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know my parents were, were making ends meet. But like you said, once we grow up, we have kids of our own. Uh, and we start seeing how it really is out there. We're like, man, like I, I didn't know much about money, you know, like, yeah, um, we used to live paycheck to paycheck. Now, like, I like to say we live direct deposit to direct deposit. Um, but it's just, it's mind blowing how, you know, they tell us to go to school, learn, they teach us about how to get a good career and all that so that we can make money. But then it's like, well, why don't they teach us a little bit about how to, you know, make the most out of it? So it's it's definitely something that I feel everybody should know, you know, definitely, definitely young early age. What, what made you want to pursue that, that field of expertise right there? Um, you know, I think it all started like just from my upbringing too. Um, like I said, I remember my parents, you know, um, doing their thing. My dad was the, was the breadwinner. My mom was a stay at home mom and, you know, he was providing for a family of five. Uh, and as I started growing up, you know, we got to high school, you know, when in that phase where we want to have the name brand stuff and maybe your family can't afford it and you see other kids and you're like, how come they can and I can't or. You know, what, what, why are they so different than us, right? I mean, I remember getting $3 a week to spend at, at, at Sweetwater, you know? So it's like yeah, Monday, yeah. Monday I had to use it on like buying chips. Uh, yeah. Wednesday I would buy the drink and share with friends. And then, you know, another dollar on Friday. So like 12 bucks a month to, to just kind of yeah. be able to eat at school. So um, I think as, as life progressed and I got a little bit older, um, I experienced, you know, my, my mom's mom passing away. And then it kind of, I saw how that put a burden on, on my mom's siblings and her as far mm-hmm. as like, Hey, well, who pitched in, who didn't like, um, you know, and it kind of started getting nasty. So I'm like, all right, I, I can't, I can't continue like that growing up and, and not finding out like what we could do about money. Right. So I got, I got my licenses to be able to do investments and insurance. Um, and I started learning just how we're taught, you know, to go to the traditional bank to to put money in a CD or, or savings account. And I remember yeah. one, like as I got older, I think I was 22, 23, I put like a thousand or two thousand on a CD, and I thought I was all, you know, super grown up and knew about money. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but realistically, I mean, it, it didn't really do much because, um, you know, they don't give you that much money in return as far as your rate of return. So I started learning more about these um, just ways to, to make the money uh, work. So, you know, I realized that I was like, how come they're charging us more to use a credit card, you know, 24% interest? And yeah. then when we <sighs> invest our own money into the bank, they only give us like a 1% if we're lucky, right? So then yeah. I kind of started teaching me like um you know there has to be another way right and mm-hmm. so that's what i learned you know i learned about investing our own money skipping the the bank which we we like to think of as the middleman 
and we just invest right into the industries that just like the bank does. So um, I learned about investing into a mutual fund, you know, getting better rates of return and how exactly like your money doubles and grows, you know. So um, once I figured that out, I was like, man, I got to tell my friends and family because this is, I feel, the reason that my parents left Mexico to give me a better opportunity. But if I don't mm-hmm. do anything about it and teach, you know, those who I care about, then I feel like we're just going to repeat that same cycle. So right. I was like, okay, I, I have to do something, you know, like this was my calling to, to go ahead and, and just learn and teach and, and help others. I dig it. I dig it. And I appreciate that too. Cause I'm, I'm about to pick your brain on, on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So in regards to, uh, so in regards to you and, and pursuing that and wanting to learn that, who did you refer to, like look up to in regards to, learning the the ways and what to do and how to do it because i know a lot of people out there want to do the same thing but it's a very scary place for them to even start and don't know where to start so how did you start and then where should people start yeah um so i started because my cousin you know um got his same licenses in this field um Mm -hmm. and he's always been kind of like um work for himself you know he's been his own his own boss so Um, I trusted in him, you know, like he knew what he was doing. And so then, um, I have a mentor, you know, my buddy Scott, and we basically go through just all the information that that's out there, but we don't know that's out there, you know? Um, and, and you mentioned, I mean, as far as starting, trust me, like we all have doubt and fears because you know, sometimes our hard earned money, it's, it's all we have and and we're kind of scared to like invest, but um, right. it's no different than putting it in a bank, you know, because they're doing the same thing with, with your money, investing it, but mm-hmm. they're just giving you crumbs to, to whatever they're, um, growing. And so the one, so I mean, the it, one thing I would say right. for, for those people that, that do want to start is just start. Um, yeah. you, you, you could start small, um, but just make sure that, that it's a goal that you have that you want to start. And that you know it's going to come with some discipline, right? Because just like at the gym with you, I mean, I'm sure people want to start, but they have to be, you know, they just have to start first of all. Um, That's and right. They have to stay disciplined and, and know that it's going to it's gonna hurt at times. There's going to be some yeah. sacrifices that have to be made. But For I mean, sure. that, that's the only way that you're really going to get to whatever your goal is. Yeah, that's, I agree completely. Like, I always use the gym because that's just something like I'm very comfortable with. For like right. people trying to start or begin something, if there's something you don't know, like or how to do or whatever, you have to ask the questions. So same goes for anything, anything in regards to finances, anything. So yeah. uh, I think I'm gonna ask the questions. So what, where do you recommend somebody should start? Like you said, start by just doing it. But what is a good like starting point for somebody who isn't really literate in finances or investing? I mean, the best, the best place to start is just kind of um, peeling back that onion, you know, and really identifying what, what everybody's individual goals are, right? If, like, let's say we're yeah. starting this year. Hey, this year, like, I want to be able to save up money or I want to be able to get rid of debt. Just kind of sit down, um, get a game plan going, write it down. I always like to say you, you got to think and ink. Because if you write stuff down, there, there's something about the power of the pen that just makes you kind of move closer towards those goals. So I would first yeah. establish like what it is that you want. If it's you're trying to get out of debt, great. 
like how are we going to approach that um and that's one of the the um, services i i help our my family's clients with is just doing a financial needs analysis right because we all kind of have to have a blueprint of where we stand and then yeah. that's basically going to help us reach the destination right but but we need a gps right if, if you mm -hmm. were to tell me to come over to your house man i'm gonna need you to give me some instructions some guidance yeah. on how to get there right because yeah, i can't yeah, just definitely. go into it blindly so the same thing here with finances i tell people like write down the goal of what it is that you want what you need um i sit down with them in person via zoom and we kind of just go through everything right all their debt their, their income you know their expenses and, and you know a lot of people sometimes always tell me like man i'm a little embarrassed and i'm like hey we've all yeah. been there we've all been yeah. there right it's, it's nobody's fault it's just the great thing about it is that now you you want to do something about it right so mm -hmm. um that that's where i kind of start with them we go over what debt they have and then we kind of strategically put a plan in place together so that they can start getting rid of the debt because um mm -hmm. you know if, if you recall if you've had some credit card statements or whatever they'll tell you yeah. the minimum and they'll basically tell you when you're going to finish paying off you know that card if you keep sending them yeah definitely and and, and sometimes people follow that and, and they'll be like oh well i'm gonna throw in an extra 10 bucks this month or an extra 20 or whatnot so um what we do is that i take all that info you know i put it into our, our database our platform and it basically tells us which debt to tackle first um and it basically tells us hit this one because of you know the balance or or the interest rate that it has don't send anything extra to anything and just focus on this one and then once that one's paid off then whatever we were sending to that card we send it to the next one Mm -hmm. and so forth and so forth so it's kind of called that snowball effect right? snowball kind of effect starts, yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it starts going into it and believe it or not i mean we've had clients i have a, a close buddy of mine who um it was going to take them i don't know how many years to just get out of debt and he ended up doing it like in eight months but again oh shit. yeah but he had a sacrifice he had to make sure that he stayed committed to himself and to his wife and, and yeah. make sure that he wanted to achieve that goal so um that's that's one part where if you want to start just you know identify it tell yourself like all right i want to change and and i'm gonna go after it and then at that point it's like okay you're committed so let's see what we can do to go ahead and start making those changes for sure for sure yeah i learned about the the snowball effect through dave ramsey i'm, I'm sure you're aware of yeah. who dave ramsey and Absolutely. so I, I used to listen to his podcast every day on the way to work because i was like all right i'm trying to get financially like fit and all that so yeah. snowball effect huh so then i i started the snowball effect and it does work and it does work <laughs> right uh, <laughs> it, it works like crazy i was like oh shoot i paid off this paid off that but it's yeah. the sacrifice he also talks about like his uh one of his uh mottos is live like nobody else in order to live like nobody else and yep. i think that's probably the toughest part for people is having to sacrifice okay I, I can't have netflix for right now i can't have this this and this in order to do this but once you mm -hmm. pay off all that then you'll be able to do whatever you want to do so it's just i think that's probably one of the the hardest parts of getting debt free is the sacrifice part what do you think yeah man absolutely i mean like you said Dave ramsey always says you got to kind of live below your means right so yeah whether it's maybe if you used to go out and eat every weekend maybe we scale it back to twice a month you know 
um, yeah. while you're in that process of, of getting rid of some debt. But yeah, everybody wants to live like the Joneses. Um, but in reality, sometimes even the Joneses are, aren't showing that they're like neck high in debt and right. they're just doing it to maybe, you know, um, Hold show an off image. to people what they have. Yeah, it's an image. It's an image yeah. thing. Um, yeah. And I think once you start learning that, it doesn't really matter then you kind of start knowing a little bit more about where your money's going that's the other thing if you don't know where your money's going there's no way that we could also try to figure out what we could do to save it so um like you said you started the snowball effect you kind of started seeing where your money was going yeah and, and it started working right so that's that's one thing i i, I want to tell everybody like just, just print out a statement um, see exactly where you're spending your, your money at and you'll be surprised. I mean, I used to be prior to getting more into this finance stuff. Um, I, I printed out a statement once I remember highlighting just random expenses, you know, and it was yeah. like 700 bucks and just like a quick stop to Seven Eleven, yeah. a quick bite here, a quick bite there, a weekend. I mean, breakfast, lunch and dinner, eating out. So it started adding up. And I was like, yeah, I got to make yeah. some changes. Definitely. Now, in, in order to become like financially fit or debt free or even just comfortable, whatever, yeah. would you, you in, in, my, in my opinion, you don't have to be cheap in order to do so. Do you think or do you feel as if you have to be somewhat cheap in order to be debt free or financially stable? Not necessarily. I think that's maybe a um, misconception. You know, yeah. we might have that you got to be super cheap. Uh, but it's all about just budgeting. You know, yeah. um, it's telling yourself right because budgeting all it really is is telling your money where it's going rather than wondering where it went. So, I mean, if like I said, if if you make a budget and you say, all right. You know, out of this paycheck, I'm just we're gonna use 200 bucks to to last us two weeks to go out to do whatever activities throughout the week we do or whatnot. Um, and you stick to that, then it's like, all right, you're 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 starting to show some being disciplined, and, and you also know that you can be dipping into additional funds because that's allocated for other things. So, yeah. um, I don't think it's about being cheap. I think if the phrase still applies, uh, you gotta be balling on a budget. Um, but but that's true you know and i mean for example i'll tell you for myself now that i now that i'm older and i really don't care about you know the image your parents or whatnot sometimes i find you know shirts at walmart that i'm like man i'm gonna rock this t-shirt and it's like seven eight bucks and then people are like hey where'd you get that shirt i'm like i got this at walmart Walmart. it was like six bucks you know um (laughs) versus before i'd have to buy a freaking I don't know, sixty dollars shirt. You, you know, just yeah, to, to feel good. To I feel you. It, but it, it's just a lot of different ways that you can actually shop smart. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that's it has to be a part of being older because I'm the same way, bro. <laughs> same same way. I go to Walmart or whatever. Be like, damn, this is hell yeah. I got right. a I got a Walmart like flannel jacket. That's like one of my favorite jackets. It's from Walmart. You I mean, yeah, yeah. Even Costco whatever. has a good. Hell um, yeah, Kirkland. Sex, Don't get me right? started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for uh so debt to income ratio. Can mm-hmm. we uh expound on that a little bit cuz I know a lot of people probably hear the term a lot but don't really understand the term. Can you explain and like go a little more in depth 
of what what the debt debt to income ratio is and how you should kind of be following and living by that? Yeah, so debt to income ratio, I mean, what it boils down to is just, you know, your what your gross income, what you're bringing in monthly, um and then pair that up with what your expenses are, you know. Um what what you're paying on a on a consistent basis. And, and that's a big factor because you know, I know in the mortgage field, they use that to, to try to see what you're going to qualify for because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, if you have too much debt, then it's like, well, how are you going to pay for, for the house if you know, right. you're, you're drowning in debt? So your income's just not there. It's, it's not going to be able to cover it. Uh, but even if, you know, in the field where you're just, if you're not looking to buy a home or anything like that, or you just want to know what your debt to income is. It, it's just, again, you just sit down, analyze, all right, how much are we bringing in? Um, bi-weekly, weekly, monthly, whatever the case is, and how much debt do we have? And, you know, you just kind of divide those two and, and it gives you a percentage. And, I mean, I don't want to be too extreme because I know Dave Ramsey's pretty extreme to that point. But Oh, yeah, I definitely. Mean, if, definitely. If, you, <laughs> if you have 40 50% of your income going to debt, it's like it's pretty up there, you know? So yeah, that's one of the best ways to... To just kind of see where you stand it's finding out all right how much how much of my money is going to paying all these companies or making them a lot more wealthy than myself all right also i i know one of the there's a i follow many people i i, yeah. I really want to learn like finance and just how to like maneuver and make it work for me so uh aaron marino he he said something he said if you use like credit cards, how I don't know. I want to get your opinion on credit cards, but yeah. he says that credit cards you shouldn't use credit cards because one, it's borrowed money, and if you can't afford to buy something outright with your own like cash, then you shouldn't buy it with credit cards because that's borrowed money. So, what what are your thoughts on credit cards? Um, if you don't know how to manage them, don't use them, and and I feel that. In the past, it used to be to kind of, like you said, well, I can't afford this right now, but I'll charge it. And then I know for sure I'll be able to pay it off, you know, in two weeks mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. But now it's kind of gotten to a point where I think people are using credit cards, not for luxury or anything else, but more for more so for um, everyday needs, right? Groceries, gas, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They're dangerous, though. They're, they're, they're very dangerous. And this is where I wish that, at the age of 18, when we were getting out of high school, we would have had some knowledge on how credit cards work, right? Because Definitely. you could quickly rack up two, three, five, ten thousand $10,000 in credit cards. And now you're just in a hole that you can't dig yourself out of. So right. um, they're, they're very dangerous. Um, I would say if, if you need to use them, use them knowing that you could pay them off right off the bat. Uh, I know some people sometimes they're like, hey, well, I charge everything on my credit card uh, just for more security, you know, sometimes because of some rewards or points and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. But they pay it right off right after that because it's as if they were going to be paying with debit anyway. Um, yeah. So if if you can manage them that way, great. Otherwise, they're they're dangerous because it's not your money. Like he, like he said, it, it's borrowed money that you don't yeah. see leaving your bank account. And so you're a lot more prone to just swipe and be like, oh, it's okay. I'll pay it off. Uh, but little do you know, you've already, you know, racked up a whole bunch of purchases that 
now you're trying to just fight to pay the first one off and then you already charge something else and then yeah that's where they get you with the whole 24 percent interest so this is, which is crazy it's, crazy it's, can you can, can, can you like indulge more about interest rates because I, I know a lot of people so i so real quick so in the navy i deal with a lot of younger cats and uh a few months ago i had a a, a young dude come to me he's like hey i'm thinking about buying a car i was like all right cool Dude's at like 18, 19 years old. I was like, you right. got credit. He's like, no. I'm like, I'm like, all right. Before you go to the dealership, make sure you bring one of the supervisors with you. Me, whomever, whomever, whomever. Just don't go buy a car without anybody. So he's yeah. like, all right. So then uh, I go on. I take leave, go on a little break, come back two weeks later. This fool bought a car. And I'm just like, what What kind of car? So he buys this car. He bought some hoopty. <laughs> for said amount with the interest rate was out of this world. And I was just like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? And then, uh, so I asked him, I was like, well, before he told me the interest rate, I, was, I asked him, I was like, what's the interest rate? He's like, well, uh, I don't know. I was like, well, how much are you paying? So he's, yeah. he told me how much he's paying. And I was like, let me know the interest rate. And the, the interest rate was stupid, some stupid amount. And I was like, by the time you pay this car off, you could have bought like five of them, six of them cars with that interest rate. Like, what are you doing? So yeah. uh, could you, with your with your level of knowledge, your expertise, please uh, go into interest rates and how those can be what really gets you and hit you over the head? Yeah. So, I mean, interest rates, um, if used wisely to your advantage, can be great, right? Um, but if, it, if used um, for purchase and stuff like that, then that's where, yeah. where it's dangerous. So... I think we all grew up with the knowledge of like, hey, well, as long as I can afford the monthly payment, then then I'm okay. Just we never really yeah. asked like, hey, how much is this gonna cost total? Just just mm-hmm. hit me with that number that I can afford monthly, and I'm good. And so that's yep. why we see kind of these dealerships now offering what seventy two, eighty four month terms, stretching yep. out the term um, to get people into that comfortable payment. But what we're failing to realize is that the interest rate is what's gonna eat us up, right? So what you know when you're sending that monthly payment um only a portion of it is getting applied to to the actual principal and the rest yeah. is just getting going into to the interest so um once one thing i started learning is like and it's tough right it's instead of yeah. asking like what what my monthly payment's gonna be we gotta start asking how much am i gonna end up spending on this one thing right like you, you said with your with your coworker. Yeah, uh, maybe a I don't even want to say ten thousand dollar car because that that hasn't been the number for a while. But um, yeah, yeah. So if a car was gonna it cost was, twenty, um, yeah, you know what's the end price gonna be? And you know, and if they tell you fifty thousand, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, Golly. you can afford the monthly payment, but you're yeah. over here paying double or or almost triple of yep. what it was supposed to cost you. You know, yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, with with interest rates or, or rates of returns, this is where now it's a good thing for, for our benefit. So here's what I mean. So uh, I talked about, you know, a CDs at the banks or whatnot. I like to call yeah. them certificate of depreciation because uh, they, they're <laughs> giving you a 1% when inflation's higher than that, right? So um, what I learned was a cool rule that if they would have taught, taught us this at school, I'm, I'm 
pretty sure I would have paid attention, hopefully. Um, it's, a simple, <laughs> it's a simple rule of 72, right? So it, it basically states that whatever rate of return you're getting for your money divided by, by 72. So for example, like if instead of going to a bank and opening up a CD, we put our money into a mutual fund that, you know, has, can pay anywhere between 6 to 10 to 12%, depending on, you know, yeah. where we put our money. Yeah. Um, you know, if we take that 6 and divide it into 72, then, man, I'm going to put myself on the spot. 72 divided by 6. Come on, Charles, help me out here. Uh, <laughs> one, no, one. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Where's my guy? calculator, man? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys. Right? 12. There we go. Uh, you know what? I had it in my head. I was yeah, going to say 12, I knew, but I didn't want to sound I stupid. I knew you did. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it sound, I know it's going to sound like a long time, but basically, your money is going to double every 12 years, right? So, a 6% mm-hmm. is way better than that 1%, because if, if you get a 1% and you drop in you know, 5000 and, and you want that money to grow, at a 1% rate of return, that 5000 is going to double in 72 years. And which is why we're yeah. not, yeah, so that's why we're not, we're never going to try to accumulate more wealth if we just, you know, put that money in the bank. But then yeah, when we sit. Do, yeah, and when we do that, when we put the money in the bank, it's not just sitting there. They're lending it to, to you via credit card and getting 24%. They'll give me that 1%, but then they're, you know, basically profiting on the 23%. Um, that, that's the difference. So that's mm. one thing, too, that I told my family. Like, I, I know it's hard to kind of um, not be able to see a physical, you know, brick and mortar place of where you're investing your money. But that's, that's kind of how it's going to allow us to, to get those better rates of returns, the sixes, the eights. I mean, there's some, um, you know, mutual fund accounts that in the past, 50, 60 years have averaged 10%, right? Um, and then yeah. that's how people are, are kind of getting wealthy, how we would see maybe some uh, of the individuals who we see, like, man, these people like are rich. What do they do for a living? But they're just, they're, they just knew how the money grows. And honestly, the, the power of a compound interest is crazy. Um, I've seen mm. this example before. Um, you know, where you take, you ask somebody to give you a penny and then the next day you ask somebody to double it and give you two and then so on and so forth. In yeah. 30 days, that one penny grows to like, and I kid you not, and you can look this up, um, I think it was like three point something mil because you're just doubling everything. And once you get yeah. into those bigger numbers where it's like from 2,000 to 4,000, 4,000 to 8, 8 to 16, you know, so it starts yeah. compounding and you're like, dang, like, it's doubling and, and it's getting up there. So again, with interest rates, rates of returns, if, it, if you're using it for to your advantage, it's great. But in via credit card with with interest rates and twenty somethings, it's it's a nightmare. That and that's where they get. Dang, Dang that's some that's some knowledge right there. I hope y'all are paying attention out there. That's some knowledge because I'm eating. I'm I'm eating this up right now. So using it to your advantage. And I forgot who I was. I was watching somebody and they said the same thing in regards to, um, I think they were talking about taxes and they're like, okay, taxes are good when they work for you, but then mm-hmm. taxes against you are the opposite. It, it just reminded me of what you were saying with the interest rates. Yeah, absolutely. 
Crazy, yeah. huh? Dang, that is that is not that is crazy, man. So when it comes to investing, when you refer to investing, you mean like mutual funds and and stuff like that. What right. about um what about like like stock investment investing and, and stuff like that? Um I mean stock investing is a whole different a whole different thing. It's within that field, but it's a little bit um set up slightly different. I mean if you wanted to to buy like direct stocks from any company, um, yeah, you know, you could do it yourself. Uh, which again, if you don't have much knowledge, can be risky because you know it's a it's a very emotional thing. You see that it's mm-hmm. low, you buy some, and you see it going up, and you're like, oh heck yeah, I made it. And then the next day, you check that stock and it's down, and you're like panicking, and, and you want to yeah. sell it right away because you don't want to lose money. Um, so with stocks and doing it by yourself, it can be a little bit, you know, risky or emotional. Um, I always like to, to kind of go the, the route of a mutual fund because you're still buying stocks from, from companies, but mm-hmm. you're basically, it's like pooling all your money together with a lot of different individuals. And, and basically that lump sum money is what ends up buying the stocks. Um, and the difference, a big difference in that too, is that when you just personally go and buy the stock, it has to be a full share. So let's say SDSU is 250 a share. You have to pay yeah. 250 um, versus in a mutual fund, you can actually have like um, partial shares. Uh, so right. because of that money, you're able to get, you know, maybe half of a, of a share or one point something or two point something shares because mm-hmm. we're pulling all that money as, as a group. Um, and you're still buying stocks. I mean, there's mutual fund yeah. accounts that are set up where the top 10 companies that make that mutual fund are like Microsoft, Apple, Coca-Cola, um, Amazon, and a whole bunch of different ones. So you're yeah. becoming part owner of those of those companies because your money right. is in, in those stocks. So when you do a mute, when you're a part of a mutual fund or you invest in a mutual fund, and you make said amount, do you make that amount or are you making a portion of the amount you make? You're making, so basically, um, whatever you're putting into it, that yeah. money is what basically is your piece of the pie. And that okay. percentage is what helps your part of the pie grow. Okay. Okay. All right. I want and I mean, our mutual fund to... is no different than if we all have, 401ks at work or you know at your, yep. uh, your employer the 401k is a mutual fund um yeah because you're basically you know getting getting some money and putting it into you know a larger account um yeah. that's just buying shares but the difference with uh with the 401k from your employer is that they kind of control it right it's theirs it's yep. a benefit to us as an employee so if at one point they wanted to remove that benefit then that's it. And a yeah. lot of times you don't have that many different type of options of where to put the money into. Whereas if you have your own mutual funds, whether it's a Roth IRA, um, an investment account where you want it to grow or one that you want to kind of pay you income, you have a little bit or well, a lot more options, whether choosing certain sectors, certain companies. Um, you know, if you have certain beliefs, there's also mutual funds set up where it's strictly based on your beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. so many other options. 
Nice. Yeah, we have a in the military, we have the thrift savings plan. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but we're able to play and like you can pull money and you can invest in the different levels from like S fund, A fund. And depending on the fund is how much like the influx, like I believe the S fund is more so uh, stock market driven. So you get to play with that. And then if you want to pull, you can pull, you can take out, you can take out. So we're in the military, we're afforded that opportunity. Um, That's awesome. With Roth Roth RRA IRAs, mm-hmm. could you explain the difference between Roth IRAs and a mutual fund? Because I know people hear that a lot, and I'm sure they don't know what they are. A lot of people are financial gurus at work, and they're, we always talk about finances and stuff like that. But yeah. I want to hear it from an actual expert. Yeah, I mean, a Roth IRA, again, is an actual mutual fund. Um, mm-hmm. The benefits of a Roth is that it starts growing basically uh, tax-free. So a Roth is you're contributing to it with money that's already been taxed. So, you know, I have a Roth. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I get paid, that money's already taxed. So then whatever I contribute to my Roth, um, it doesn't get taxed because of the fact that that money's already been taxed. Now, Mm -hmm. a Roth IRA is for for retirement. So it's it's a vehicle that we want to use so that we can use those funds when when we retire. Um, yeah. You can use funds from that um, account um, by the time you're 59 and a half, and you can withdraw, and it's, it's tax-free, it's penalty-free. Now, if if you needed to pull funds from that account, you can. There's, there's nothing wrong with it, right? But you're only going to get taxed on basically what, what, um, what the growth is. So... You won't get taxed on what you already put in because, you know, again, it's already been taxed. Um, yeah. But the Roth IRA is one of the strongest, in my opinion, great tool to use for, for retirement because mm-hmm. it's going to grow um, and it's going to grow tax-free. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Age 59. Who comes up with these ages, man? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, like 59, 59 and a half like, is like... <laughs> I know. Like, come on. Like right? why are we fifty nine? I want it now. Like give it to me. Yeah, and and see yeah. that's another thing too with with retirement. We, I think we're always taught it's a number or it's an age thing, right? Um, like yeah. you have to retire at sixty five, and it's like, well, why though? But exactly at sixty five, I guess it's I don't and in your state, I don't know if it's different, but um, that's when the government, whoever gives you social security, and, and you're relying mm. on that money. But yeah. I going into finances and learning this is that retirement it's not about an age it's more about a a financial number so Mm -hmm. that's another thing that we teach is the financial independent number your fin number so basically what number do you need to in regards to money to then be able to retire and live comfortably and and if you could get to that number at the age of 40 50 then yeah. you can retire, right? Because you'll have enough yeah. money set aside to where monthly you could bring in whatever you want. The difference, you still have it in an account and it's still growing, and mm-hmm. but you're living off of that monthly allocated amount that you want. I mean, we have clients that, could you not, Charles, um, they will withdraw money monthly. And it's crazy how at the end of the statement balance, they withdrew a, a set amount, let's say twenty thousand. So you would have thought that yeah. their account went down by twenty, and it actually yeah. grew ten thousand dollars more. And you're like, like I pulled twenty. Wow. How do I have now ten thousand more? But 
it's because again yeah. that said amount that's in the account it, it's compounding it's growing and so damn it's yeah it's, it's a good thing damn i need to get on that level right there <laughs> exactly man i'm looking Holy at i want to retire by 50 yeah i true i hear that me too doug right? me too dang so like you said we we aren't taught this in school we aren't taught finance or any other i think like actual skill that we need life skill in school we're taught math science but uh we don't need right. that but yeah i mean i woke what, up today and i'm like ah, a plus a squared plus b squared is c squared but <laughs> i don't know how i'm gonna use that today but but i remember it <laughs> pi is 3.14 <laughs> oh shit right <laughs> For exactly though, exactly. That so it's like great. <laughs> for uh for those out there who want to start, like what what tips do you have for them? What what guidance would you like to give right now to be like, okay, and step one, start doing this by my man bang, and then Yeah. Go from there. Um again, just just kind of get more info. Um and it's it's a little bit tough right now because you see so many people on social media, you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, and whatever, oh, yeah. saying they're the financial experts and do this and do that. And don't yeah. get me wrong, some of them, you know, c- can be giving some great information, but um, there's also other individuals, you know, with with using other terms and infinite banking and this and that, where if if you kind of read a little bit more into the fine print it's not the best tool or or, or route to go um yeah. but i feel that we're at we're in times where people you know they're hurting for money and they want an opportunity to make more money so yeah. so it sounds great and they go that route right so i mean what i would say is it's just kind of really look into somebody that that has your best interest at heart um you know that really cares about what, what you're trying to accomplish and then just start, you know, whether if they have yeah. more questions for myself um, or somebody who, who, you know, who they've been kind of working with, um, just start. There, there's there's a lot of different ways you can start. And, and it all depends on, on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, I know for myself, I wanted to get out of debt. I did. Yeah. Um, I'm growing my, my accounts, my retirement one. I have two accounts for my young two daughters here that by the time they're 18, you know, they'll have an opportunity. Um, so yeah. I'll just tell people, really find out what it is that, that you're trying to accomplish. And there's a lot of tools and vehicles out there. Um, we, we touched on the raw. We touched on mm-hmm. just like a, a, an investment account where your money grows. There's a college 529 plan for our kids. So, you know, we can start mm-hmm. putting money aside for them the minute that they're born, right? Um, oh, yeah. And if, and if they don't end up I'm going to college, not. then that money could get rolled over for their Roth. So that when they're yep. older, they could use it. Um, yep. And there's one other particular account that I feel also, you know, isn't being talked to enough. Um, and it's another type of investment account for any families or individuals that have a disability. Um, and it's called the hmm. ABLE account. The ABLE account mm-hmm. is achieving a better life um, experience, right? So um, any individual with a disability, you know, my, my buddy who I mentioned earlier, um, he, he's a father to a 14 year old boy with autism and yeah. him and his wife's concern is like, well, who's going to take care of him when, when we're no longer here? Like who's yeah. going to provide for him financially, you know, emotionally, whatnot. 
And so yeah. this ABLE account, bro, it's, it's money set aside for individuals with special needs that, again, doesn't affect any, of, any benefits that they might be receiving, like SSI. Um, it mm-hmm. grows tax-free. You could use it towards whether it's transportation or anything to do with like um, their living arrangements, their that anything for school, they could take yeah. that money out and use it for that. And that's another tool hmm. that I had never heard of. I mean, and, and I see more often now that there's parents raising you know individuals with with a disability, yeah, autism, yeah. and it's like you would want to tell all these people that this account exists, but yet nobody really knows about it. And, right. and it doesn't take away from their benefits. And they could put in, I mean, as low as $50 a month, and that's going to grow. And, I mean, that's going to accumulate and accumulate so that this child, whoever with, with a disability, you know, doesn't have to worry about anything financial because he has his or her account set up. Um, wow. So okay. as a parent, yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that really stuck out to me that we we always say we would do anything for our kids, right? Like I'll die for them yep. and whatnot. But are we learning enough for them? Are we trying to put something in place for them? And th- th- those are there's there's a lot of information and, and great tools out there, man. But they're not being told enough, and and I think that's 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 my purpose in this life is to be able to bring awareness of all these things man, and and give back to, yeah. to where we grew up from you know hell yeah i love it bro i love it and yeah. uh, i'm gonna ask my wife because my wife she's uh up in the school where we live she works for the school district and she's one of the uh uh mental health therapists leads up here and she deals with a lot of families that are like have like uh special ed kids or whatever right. so i wonder if she's aware of the able fund and uh, if she's not, then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research and we are gonna look it up and yeah. Have I'll email her you. I'll email you that the out. that information too. Um, okay. Covers yeah, yeah. you know, um, the the details and, and what it's for and, and why it was created and um, it's a great tool and that's that's one of my I missions too is to go to a lot of schools around here and just be able to provide this information to the parents. Um, yeah. And more so just as educational, not necessarily as you know, people sometimes say like, "Ah, oh, you're just you're trying to sell something or do something." Like, yeah, not at all. Like, this is just more yeah. information, and if it helps you, great. And if it doesn't, God bless you. I mean, but yeah, if you know somebody definitely. who's gonna benefit, then pass it along. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the uh, a lot of reservations that people have nowadays is because everybody is trying oh you come do this if you pay da 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 for my program so a lot of people it's it's common so a lot of people are are more hesitant and reluctant to do something when somebody's putting stuff out because of that right i mean you work you work you know? so hard for for what you get and to sometimes yep. see it just leave because somebody you know was just trying to yep. make a, some a quick buck off of you that's I, I don't i'm not a fan of it no not at all not at all so in, in regards to money is there a get rich quick scheme is do you believe in getting rich quick is that real no it's just discipline staying the course and just giving it time right on right on man we can we can go for for hours about this i this is a topic that i love that i i want to learn more about i want people to know more about but especially with the economy and the inflation and all that stuff yeah i want to just go more into it but i want to hold you too long you know what i mean but uh, uh, the, the last for thing those... I'll say too, it's it's easier to make 
an extra 500, 1,000, you know, whatever amount of money you're trying to get, um, it's easier yeah. to, it's gonna be easier to make it than to try to save it. So if you have opportunities of making additional hmm. income, whether it's selling things on, what is that? Mercari or things you no longer oh, yeah. use. Poshmark and all Poshmark, that stuff. Like just trying yeah. to, you know, do something, um, whether it's an opportunity of doing what it is that I do and helping families and getting paid for it to, to help families. It's going to be, you're going to get to your goal a lot faster and you can make whatever money you need extra monthly a lot quicker than yeah. trying to save it for the long run. So, so you're a big advocate about like, uh, like passive income. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you, if you got, if you got a hobby, if you got something you're, you're skilled at, try to, try to get some, some, some money out of it. Yeah. And it's going to be yeah. a rewarding feeling because you know it's something that, that you're passionate in. Yeah, most definitely. So for everybody out there, where can if they want more tips, if they want to work with you, where can they reach you at? Yeah, so my Instagram, I mean, they can look me up um, under RVP Mario Financial. Um, they can send, hit that follow button, um, go through your account and, and see if I'm on there or, and then just follow me. Um, yeah, I'll put your link in the in the yeah. podcast put information my link. too. I mean, I'm fully transparent. I have my I'll have my phone number available as well, email, um, whatever it is. Yeah, hey, my man, Mario Mario Bernache here to help you get out of debt, help you just be more financially literate, whatever it is. And he's doing it just to do it. Like he loves it. He's passionate about it. It's not one of those get rich quick. He's not trying to take your money. So take advantage of it. And I guarantee he'll help you out. Yeah. Well, like I said, for that financial needs analysis, we don't charge thing. I will not take a dime or anything. Um, it, we're there to really see how we can help you. Um, if you were to go to a bank, then do the same thing. They'll charge you a couple hundred bucks to tell you what you already know, that you yeah. have a lot of debt. So my, the financial needs analysis is completely 100% complimentary. Man, I love it. I love yeah. it, man. I love it. I love what you're doing, bro. I I do. I'm glad I got, I finally got to get you on here and we can talk about this. I've been trying to get you on here forever. <laughs> Schedule's just conflicting. I love it. I appreciate the time, bro. Absolutely, my man. I appreciate you. Of course. And if you want to get in contact with Mario, check out the show notes of the podcast or just hit me up and I'll give you his information. And he will be more than help more than welcome. More than happy to help you out. That's what I'm trying to say. More than happy to help you out. And, uh, you know, my man. You know what I mean? It's my dude right here. We go <laughs> so far back. I've always loved this dude. And I know you will, too. So make sure y'all hit him up, man. You got any uh, last words, Mario? Um, just a big thank you to you. I mean, like you said, I think I've no known problem. you since fourth or fifth grade. That's uh, right. We fourth. both grew up with very similar backgrounds, you know, yeah. neighborhoods and everything. And yep. it's just, it's, it's a blessing to, to be able to have Definitely. you have this platform and, and for us to be, to do the greater good, right? Which is help, help people. That's right. right now. So, um, just Heck thank yeah. you to you. Hey, no problem, man. Pleasure's all mine, my man. But with that being said, we're going to leave, we're going to end it on that note. Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all. Mario, thank you again. And for those out there, everybody, till the next episode, it's only West Coach Rob signing out. Yeah, that.